Get ready for the Organically Blunt Show, the podcast that dives deep into the world of cannabis with real informative conversations. Whether you're a seasoned smoker or just curious, light up and join the conversation. Let's get Organically Blunt. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. This morning, I am Jay Blaze, your host. And this morning, I have the opportunity to speak with somebody who has been in the game for a lot longer than most of us have been alive, but not all of us. And um, that is Tom from Seedsman Seeds Genetics. Welcome to the show, Tom. Thanks so much, Jay. It's, it's really great to be here. Um, yeah, pleasure to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Definitely, definitely. So I kind of want to start the ball rolling off here with kind of give you guys out in the audience a taste of how Tom got into selling and buying and trading and genetics and just how the story began here. So with that being said, Tom, can you kind of give us an idea of where everything began with you when it came to Seizman Genetics? Sure, no problem. So it was back in kind of the early 2000s and I was a student studying um, marketing, uh, in particular in relation to food uh, at a university in the north of England. My cousin at the time was growing hemp in the south of England and was um, had a business that was selling hemp clothing, hemp foods, kind of hemp everything. Uh, and then they started to specialize in hemp food. So I, I had a kind of university career that was in the same direction, I was a smoker. I was really interested in the kind of sustainable environmental benefits of hemp as a crop and really interested in it as a food source as well. It's really healthy for you. It's high in fiber, high in protein, essential fatty acids. It's great for you. And so I started doing a big presentation on hemp and hemp foods in the UK uh, in conjunction with my cousin's business um, and finished my university career. And he offered me a job with his business um but sadly after a couple of months he was they've been doing it for a long time and they'd had to educate people on why hemp was so good as well as selling the product growing the product making the product and just things weren't stacking up so he decided to sell the business after a couple of months of me being there but he came actually up with the idea and the funds like look i've met loads of interesting people in the cannabis seed space i really want to start a cannabis seed business um, do you want to run it for me? So me as a 23-year-old, not quite knowing what I was going to do, thought, wow, this is an interesting opportunity. Is it legal? Yeah, it's legal. It's controversial. It's, you know, something for the future is what we thought. Uh, we were both smokers. We both really enjoyed the scene. We both wanted to do something that was close to the line, that would improve things, that would encourage debate, that would get good quality genetics out there. And so we thought, let's give it a go. He, he put up the money. We went to a guy that he knew pretty well, a guy who was well-known in the industry called Sam the Skunk Man back then, who had a load of stock that was ready to go. He'd been working with a seed company called The Flying Dutchman, uh, but was looking for other sales opportunities. And so we, um, yeah, we picked up a number of seeds off him and we started the business in September 2002 and we were trading by... Um, it must have been something like March or April of 2003. Um, our first show being Canatrade in Bern that was um, was a blast. Um, although slightly, um, yeah, had a few issues getting there and getting back, which um, we'll go into another time. Definitely, definitely. So, you guys, I've been running you guys' genetics for years, and um, 
one of the questions that one of our audience members sent in that I got here is what was one of the first strains that you guys actually produced to the public? So um, we've been clear from the beginning and, and we get um, in trouble for this a little bit is I'm not a seed producer. I'm not a breeder. I work with breeders uh, and I pick our catalog from breeders, from friends that I work with. So uh, we've never put our hands up and gone, we're a breeder and pretended anything. We're not, we're not breeders. We're marketing guys, we're logistics guys, we're payment guys. Um, and we've got lots of friends who are breeders. Um, so some of the first strains that we were selling um, was from Sam, from, from this guy, Sam Skunkman, who is well, very well known in the scene and is, you know, responsible for creating skunk number one, which was one of our big strains, original haze. There was an Indian haze, Swazi skunk, Hawaiian skunk. There was beautiful flavors, very good outdoors. Um, and then we picked up a few other varieties further to what he was selling. Um, I found a, a really interesting supplier in South Africa who was um, had bona fide Durban poison, Malawi gold, Swazi rooibos seeds, and was always really interested in those kind of wild land race varieties as no one else was offering them. And we, when we started the business, wanted to, to go in to, to preserve the cannabis genetics, help pre preserve the gene pool and sell these more interesting strains. And part of the legal argument in the UK was, where it's illegal to grow and still is illegal to grow, but you can sell the seeds is that we're selling them for genetic preservation, buy these seeds, store them away. And one day you'll be able to grow them and, and to, you know, use the benefits that they provide, whether they're medicinal relaxation, whatever it might be. Um, so yeah, originally it was a load of haze and skunk crosses from, from Sam. And then we got into some African sativas. We also had another strain called Mexican sativa that came from a producer in Switzerland, where the, rules were changing in the early noughties and there was a few young entrepreneurs who, who found that um, you were able to grow cannabis of any strength THC as long as it was for non-narcotic purposes. So non-narcotic purpose being seed production. Um, but then there were other entrepreneurs who were producing aromatherapeutic cushions with some really nice bud in um, saying, you know, sleep well on this and put rest your weary head on it. And they were making uh, a killing selling these cushions that were obviously the best uh, quality flowers. But yeah, there was lots of entrepreneurs as we've always seen in the cannabis industry as times change. But at that time it was Switzerland. And we, yeah, we got this strain called Mexican sativa from an American guy who positioned himself there. Uh, and then later on, we had those kind of for a while. And then I think the next, certainly the next really big thing for us was taking on the low rider that, that really changed everything for our business. And I think to a degree for the industry as a whole, as it suddenly revolutionized everyone's catalogs, um, if not initially, um, you know, most seed banks now have auto flowering varieties and um, without kind of blowing our trumpet too much, we did play a, a, a part in that in the early days in commercial, commercializing low rider genetics. That's amazing. That is awesome. A lot of history there. A lot of good breeders you guys work with, you know, a lot of the breeders you guys do work with, we work with as well over here on the podcast, testing them and trying them out. And I, I just got some of you guys' newer strains personally here in the vault, and we're going to be running some of them in the upcoming runs. And I'm going to be doing a couple of seed to harvest videos and stuff like that. So I'm very excited to try some of you guys' newer stuff. But I am an old, 
OG guy, I guess you'd say. I love my skunks. I love my northern lights. I love my white widows. I I love all. So the they're, they're amazing. Those varieties are, are what we call them. We're just starting to build a bit more content around those. What we call heirloom varieties. If you were looking at vegetables, they're those kind of really nice old school varieties that have passed the test of times. So they're no longer and, and you know the cannabis industry is quite faddish. Um, Tastes and things develop quite quickly, but those are the ones that have stuck around AK-47 from Serious Seeds. Um, what we're going to try and do at Seedsman a little bit more is because of the origins of these has changed, not changed, the origins hasn't changed, but the amount of breeders offering them is we are going to start having original breeders offerings on Seedsman as well. So when there's a clear original breeder behind these strains and when they're still producing, we will we will sell them from, from the original breeder and, and make the highlight that too. Uh, and then we do have others that have kind of copies and imitations. So you'll be able to get all sorts. But we think it's really important and interesting to highlight the, the kind of pioneers and the originators of these varieties where we can and, and let people see what, what the original was really like. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I uh, there's You guys' catalog, or shall I say selection, is so large you know if you don't find something you're looking for over there there's a problem because <laughs> seedsman has everything and if you can't find something you probably shouldn't be growing because there's stuff there that i ain't even tried yet and every day i'm on there i'm looking i'm like man wow okay i never tried that one so yeah definitely and you know, we came across a couple of you guys' partners that we work with now. We're working with Atlas Seeds, but I ran some of you guys' fast genetics in our outdoor series this year, along with some of Atlas's. And, uh, you know, I decided I think next season I'm going to go with all fast versions because. So, yeah, I mean, again, we, we just produced um, uh, an article on our blog about fast varieties. And we're trying to bring in, again, comparable to vegetables, again, early, the term earlies, um, because these will finish early and particularly in places where it's, you know, conditions are tough. Come come autumn time, you've got the rain coming in, you've got it windy, you're getting, got, it, got it getting colder in October cannabis plants don't survive that that easily and so if you've got those problems you can still grow you just need to grow these varieties that are going to finish early enough or you need to be active in protecting your plants and um you know we want to give people the the genetic options to be able to grow and to be successful so we're building out that range a little bit we're building out the information we give around fast varieties fast or early fast we kind of term for when you're growing them indoors that they're, they're quicker flowering early because they finish early outdoors um kind of makes sense but yeah we're, we're really interested in in taking more of those varieties on we want to provide a thank you for highlighting the depth of our range it's been something that has been important to us since near the beginning when we started expanding the range it was we got a bit out of control at the beginning now we're a bit more controlled about it and we're looking at filling all the different gaps in the catalog that we think there are growers so from original land races, regular seeds, regular land races, looking at auto flowering, potentially auto flowering regulars, and they're not that easy to come by, but then also rare cannabinoids, THCV, CBDV. We don't have huge amounts of buyers for these, but um, there are a few out there. There are people that are looking, they're playing around, they're developing their own tinctures, medicines, pop balms, or whatever it might be. And we just want to give them stuff to play around with really and to have fun because at the end of the day growing cannabis is is fun and it and it can be really really rewarding 
um, in a medical sense, in a recreational sense, in a financial sense. We just want to provide a depth of catalog of high quality products that aren't unreasonably priced. Um, yeah, to, to clients that are going to be happy with them. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, just like one of our audience members said here, Dre, we need an early variety in Michigan. Definitely, you know, here in Michigan alone, you know, that's the reason I brought this tip up was our outdoor season. We lost one whole genetic um, from from a local breeder to bud rot and bacillus, and we used all that fun stuff, and we, we still lost the plants. They They didn't work great here. But I can tell yeah. you the early ones with them finishing about the second week of September is when they finished out for us here. And um, they worked great, Dre. They, the, especially here in Michigan, they we didn't have any parley mildew issues with them. We didn't have any bud rot. And just here alone, I mean, right before I harvest the rest of them, we had a 50 degree swing in 24 hours. I know that sounds yeah. crazy. But to go from 84 degrees to 34 degrees was a big difference in in the season for us here and uh we had to we had to adapt to it and i think when these genetics came out and they're starting to roll out more to the public they people are starting to realize hey you know i live in a wet climate that isn't very favorable but this is going to work great for our show i'm afraid yeah i mean if you're going to be be kind of um educated about it it's not just growing the names that you think sound attractive and expecting to get good results you've got to grow right. varieties that work to your climate and that's not to say that these are completely foolproof it but it does mean if you're finishing in a climate that is wet and cold that if you're finishing in early september you've greatly reduced the the, the risk of, of having issues and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help people make better decisions to give them better results at the end of the day. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So I want to ask a couple questions about you yourself as a person, not necessarily sure. the company, but kind of just get a taste of where you come from and how it is on your side of the pond. With that being said, you know, obviously we know it's not legal on your side of the pond, but we know you've tried the medicine or or the product as we put it here when was the first time you tried cannabis and where did you get it from that's a good question so i think probably the first time i tried was at a party when i was 13 or 14 and was um um some moroccan hash uh that suddenly did the rounds and took me through till i was in my 20s really and it was a kind of staple diet for cannabis smokers in the uk it wasn't very strong, often quite in, pretty impure. Some of it was great. Some of it was less strong, but it was still, you know, for quite a young smoker, still good fun at the time, nipping off into the woods and things and going to have a have a big joint with your friends. There was an air of excitement around it. It was, it was good times. Definitely, definitely. Now, that leads me into the second question we always typically ask. Now, these guys, it's early. We're here, but I, I don't know where to what it's like where everybody else is but if you had to go to the refrigerator or the cupboard and pick out something for munchies because you got the munchies after smoking what would be your grab product would it be something sweet salty healthy? i got a big i got a big sweet tooth i have to admit it, it'll um if there was only chocolate left and i get through chocolate quite quickly 
um, it would be chocolate, but a lot of the time that's no longer there because, you know, you've had it all the night before. Um, anything that's sweet after that, really. Um, but yeah, I have a massive, massive sweet tooth um, that I'm trying to rein in at the moment. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Yeah, you're just like me. So, um, you know, that basically brings me to my next question. And that is back, we're kind of swooping back around to, um, to the company of Seasman itself. Sure. What can we expect in the next couple months from you guys? Is there anything new rolling out? So we, we have, I don't know how many of your listeners are all customers of ours. We've been up and down a little bit. We I am not a technical expert and I find myself running a, a, a highly technical company. We, we sell in the UK, we sell in Spain, it, it, from Spain, we sell in the US, um, which means we've got a, what they call a kind of multi-storefront website that takes some setting up and we haven't always got things right. And our customers have suffered because of that. We are now more on top of that than we ever have been before. We're getting orders out in the USA generally within 24 hours. And most of our clients are now saying that those are being delivered ahead of schedule, which we're really, really pleased about. Same in the UK and the same in Europe, actually. We're managing to get it nailed now. We had, about this time last year, some major issues with the site. A lot of old clients leaving. Um, we're hoping to take them back on board now. Now that most of the um, things on our website have been sorted, actually, sorry, there's one more thing on the website which is going live today, which is an improved search function. Because we've got such an extensive range, being able to look through it all is really important. And prior, well, from I think probably still just now, the search functionality isn't as good as it could be. Later today, we're launching this improved search function that um, will really help people look around that. And that we will continue to tweak with, tweak and, and look better. And we're also going to change the menu categorization to really break down the catalog into high THC, high CBD, what can grow in which climate, earlies, fast, THC, Vs, and rarer cannabinoids we're going to have. Um, we're also putting on COAs where we have them from, from breeders and from our own seed banks, so lab reports. Take them with a pinch of salt. Not all labs produce the same results, but we think it gives a, a better indication of the potential of a variety than just pulling a number, an attractive number out of a hat, which a lot of our competitors do, um, but do take it with a pinch of salt. It's not a guarantee that you're gonna get it up to those levels. It's just an indication of what we have had or what of our suppliers have had them up to. Uh, and then we're taking on a few new seed banks that we're super excited by, a few um, really exciting US ones who we've been discussing things with for Quite a long time and have been with night owl genetics who are big auto growers so we'll have night owl we've already got mephisto on we've got fast buds i think we'll have the most interesting auto flowering range out of most seed banks and then there's a few others we're taking on a company called heirloom genetics um a okay. few different strains small small time um, producer i think he's based around new york or something he's also a photographer so he's got amazing photos of these beautiful varieties baked Alaska and things like that. And we're starting to take on a few other seed banks, but we're not going to grow too much in our catalog. We want to get it refined. We want to then pick off what are people finding most interesting? Where are we getting the most interesting results? Where are people not finding that we're offering the right balance and, and start taking on according to what our customers want and what, what they're responding to. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's awesome. And you guys, you know, keeping the, everything transparent, especially by showing lab results of certain genetics and stuff like that. 
one of our micro grows here in town did that on the finished product end and i highlighted that and that's real great especially in this area because it lets you know you know on that side of things what you're putting into your body and what was involved in it but at the same same thing kind of gives you a pre look at things and kind of an, a range of what to expect i guess you'd say and that transparency is important you know people are liking that a lot more and definitely here so, in the united states yeah we we see it as really important at the end of the day at the moment and and this comes with some big positives and some big negatives is it's a highly unregulated market uh which means that there's a lot of players in it who are doing whatever they want selling whatever they want pricing however they want uh, and some of those are quite unscrupulous we're aware of some kind of business practices that were pretty shady um and that's not the way we operate we want to continue to do things better regulation is at someday someday coming we're not sure if we're, we're not encouraging it too much, but we're, we want to be ready for it. So for us is showing the potential terpene and the cannabinoid potential of the plant. We're also now in talks with um, a laboratory to look at pest and pathogen testing for all batches of seeds that we'll release, um, in particular HPLV, um, as that has been a continual problem in the US, Canada. Um, it's not really been tested over here, I think. So I'm sure it probably is over here, but we want to be able to go, you know, we've had our products independently tested and actually we're discussing the same with the same laboratory to do external germination testing as well. So we get someone else's stamp on all the products we sell to go, we've checked and we've tested these um, because it just brings higher standards. And what we want to do as a business is keep on bringing higher standards to the industry as a whole um, and be pioneers, really, where we can be. Um, and there's a number of other people, other seed banks, other breeders like us, and there's others that aren't so interested and are just interested in the money. But, um, yeah, we're interested in raising the bar for, for clients. Definitely, definitely. You know, like I said, you guys always brought quality. You know, I, I remember looking back in the day at some old high times and hearing about you guys and, this was before I even got into growing. My grandpa was a hemp farmer and uh, he used to have the magazines laying around the house. And I'm just a kid, I'm just looking through it. But I remember hearing your guys' name when I was way young and just like, okay, these are the guys, you know, that he's getting his seats from. And I remember, I remember when they used to, before you guys got into the US market as a distribution how when it would come overseas you know we would get them in all kinds of cool little collectibles as i'd call them you know <laughs> everything from lego lego kits to dvds you know and and that still brings me joy because it's from a different culture and language like when i get the dvds from different places like fast buds i still get it from you the fast buds over where you're at not the US, us side they send it out of the out of out of uh actually i think it comes out of the dominican republic and uh uh they they send them in dvds and i get a lot of child dvds that just give you a chuckle they're cartoons for children and you're like oh and then you you open it up and you're like oh there they are so yeah it's, it's very creative definitely very we've awesome. had to be very creative i mean anyone i think in this industry who's been through the kind of gray areas of semi-legitimacy or completely being non-legitimate but wanting to be 
has had to be creative in their approach to doing things. At the end of the day, we've all wanted to start businesses. We've all wanted to pay the taxes to advance the cause for legalization or to or selling our products legally. And you'll do, especially once you've got started and you've got a team and employees, you'll do whatever you can to keep going. And we really did do whatever we could at times. And, and you know, you'd have different obstacles thrown at you from credit card providers going down and running off for large amounts of money to shipping routes being stopped to Brexit coming in that would change things. You know, it's there have been a lot of obstacles over the years. Um, I, I'm glad that we're no longer sending things personally and toys and things as it always made me a little bit nervous when I went past that room in my office. Um, <laughs> you know, we're now sending things out from, from Illinois, from a, a warehouse in Illinois. Like I said, the delivery is so quick now. And, and everyone's getting their products really quickly, whereas before things would get stopped, things would go missing. We'd have a lot of people coming back to us. Did you even send them? A lot of accusations. Um, it was unpleasant, especially when you know you're sending everything and um, not everything's getting through. It is everything that we had to deal with as a team, our customer service would deal with some pretty unpleasant people at times. Um, but now we're getting really good reviews because we're getting seeds to people super quick and you know the same high quality. So we're, we're pleased things have moved on and they'll continue to move on. Um, we will have some more exciting news on actually other product lines we're looking at. And maybe I'll try and book on to come back on the show another time to talk about that. Um, but looking at, yeah, some exciting news, probably the beginning of next year. Okay, definitely. Well, I got one more question that we typically ask here because I don't want to keep you too long here. And before I ask that, I'm going to start a contest here. I'm actually going to give away a pack of their new, one of their newer uh, genetics here that we got. I got it in stock here in the room, in the vault. And I will personally send it out to the winner. We're going to open up the contest for five minutes here. It's going to be our weekly bounty like we always do, you guys. And you know the rules. Pay attention to the chat for the keyword. Enter the keyword and the bot will close the competition in five minutes and choose a winner. So as we've got this going, I'm going to ask him the last question and kind of hear what he has to say. So here we go. All right, Tom. So the last question I typically ask everybody, and I like to get the most organic thought that pops in their head, is if you could smoke with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? Sugar. Oh, you put me on the spot there. Um, that's a good question. Um, I think probably, and maybe it's a little too obvious, but as a, a big uh, reggae music lover, it would have to be someone Jamaican, probably the man, Bob Marley, um, for ease of answer, I guess. Yeah, I think smoking a, smoking a joint with Bob in, in the sun in Jamaica would be a, a, an awesome pleasure. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I'm hoping that it's going here. I don't know if our pack, if our giveaway is going. It says it's going, guys, but it don't show it on my end. So we might have to restart it here, but we'll see. Definitely. But yeah, that that is one of the top people that I want to smoke with if I had an opportunity to as well. You know. What has anyone else said? What else have you had from your guests over the years? Then. Oh, we've had everything from Muhammad Ali to you know people that I personally don't know because it's in different countries, you know, leaders yeah. and st such like that. We've had uh, Bob Marley. We've had Snoop Dogg. We've had Seth Rogen. We've had Michael Jackson. We've had, 
Oh, it, it goes on and on and on and on. And personally, you know, Snoop Dogg would be awesome, but Snoop Dogg and me share the same common goal because Snoop Dogg's kind of, he's not necessarily a germaphobic, but he doesn't pass it after he gets it passed to him. And I, I don't kind of do that neither, especially after the pandemic here. We, yeah. uh, I, I well, kind of, if you want to smoke one, right. If you want to smoke one, for, I'll roll you one. <laughs> exactly. I think for more habitual smokers, when you get a bit older is having your own one is, is nicer. I remember, Certainly, my one of my older cousin, who was one of the more kind of formative people in my smoking life, would always be. He'd always have weed, and he'd always like, "You're not fucking smoking mine, but roll your own. Here's all the stuff to get on with it." But we're not sharing, and I thought that was always fair enough. He was always very generous as well, and um, it's still giving me a nice bits of hash or weed or whatever he had. Um, but yeah, I think especially in this day and age of you know viruses and things like that, it makes it makes sense not to share so much. And you get more stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's the way I see it. You know, we Michigan is kind of you don't hear a lot, but you kind of do. It's kind of leading it, especially when it comes to the event market. You know, not full out, you know, this California and stuff like that, bigger cities, but Michigan is more about the roots. I I know just from looking at other places. And you know, they they uh they basically we put on these big events and it's it's just you know when i pull out a, a king pong that's the size of who knows i you know they're probably that long and that big around and people nice. just eyes like holy cow you're gonna smoke that <laughs> to yourself yep i'm gonna walk around here all day and smoke this and and uh people are shocked they're like oh, we we don't have that here and i'm like well you got to come to michigan <laughs> Dude, now. yeah and uh and and i don't pass it because that's exactly why i actually lost my family to covid so three years oh, ago and it's it's okay you know i live with it daily but um you know that's the main reason after that hit me on a personal level i'm like whoa i don't want that so you, you can here i'll give you yours you can have yours i can have mine and it might have put me in that bubble but i kind of like you said you get higher you you enjoy it more you get you don't have to worry I think about also oh, you control what's in it a bit more is you know you control the titration of dose and things like that when you got people that are maybe not so used to smoking is knowing their own strength, be able to put it down when they want, not feeling like they've got to, you know, have a toke every time it comes around. It, it just gives you a bit more control, I think. So I'm all in favor of smoking, yeah, you know, your own joint. Definitely, definitely. definitely. All right, guys, we got 20 seconds on the contest, and then I'm going to pick a winner. Is there anything else you want us to know about you or the company Seedsman as a whole? Uh, apart from the fact that we, you know, we relish feedback. So if any of your followers are customers of ours, have anything positive or negative to say, my Instagram is Tom underscore Seedsman. Otherwise, we love reviews coming back into to the website. There's a, a review thing based on, on the website. We just like feedback. We like suggestions. We like people approaching us, looking to help, to collaborate. We are open in the USA for business and for collaboration. So we just... Yeah, we like working with lovely people. And yeah, thank you for having me on your show, by the way.
Definitely, definitely. All right, guys, we're going to pick a winner real quick before we wrap this up. So with that being said, here we go. Here we go. It should be coming across the chat any minute. It's being a little slow this morning. And looks like Rendered High has won the weekly seed partner bounty. Rendered, if you reach out to us at organicallyblunt at gmail.com or organicallyblunt on Instagram and shoot us over your information, we'll get this pack out to you this week. So congratulations thank you tom for your time this morning or i'm not sure what time it is there but definitely we appreciate you coming on we're looking forward to working with you here very soon as we get ready to set up our living soil bed for the fall run i definitely have some plans to run your guys's genetics and try we'll some for, for the first time so with that being said we appreciate you coming on the show everybody have a great morning and enjoy the rest of your day thanks tom Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you, everybody. Let's take a second to thank our partners. Grow Strong Industries, the makers of Gorilla Grow Tank, Kind LED, and Lotus Nutrients. For the strongest tents in the industry, Gorilla Grow Tent has you covered. Kind LED for quality bar-style lighting with UVB technology. And Lotus Nutrients, take the guesswork out of feeding your plants and building a healthy root system. The HLG Scorpion 700R is a quality light built in the U.S. by Horticulture Lighting Group. If you're looking for quality results, Humboldt Seed Company, with over 20 years experience in Humboldt County, Humboldt's first seed. Captain Redbeard Seeds, genetics that are loyal to the soil. Lost Coast Plant Therapy, an all-organic IPM solution. Build a soil loyal to the soil. Country Roots, farmers helping farmers build quality soil and amendments. Smoke and Stork Genetics, genetics that are truly applied above. Seedsman Genetics, a seed company that has been in business for over 20 years. Fish Shit, an all-natural soil conditioner. Sofem Genetics. Green Wolf Genetics. Extreme Gardening, world-leading microcryosine. Dry tents, because we all need a place to dry our harvest. Rain Science Grow Bags, made in America and the most durable bag on the market. Thanks for listening to Organically Blunt, raw, uncut, and unedited. If you like this episode, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And you can email us at organicallyblunt at gmail.com. You can also follow us where you listen to podcasts.